Welcome to episode 150 of the Daniel Yoris Podcast with today's guest, Peter Zemis. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My guest today, Peter Zemis. We are here in the Betstamp Studios once again. Producer Zach helping us out. What's up, buddy? Thanks for coming down. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This is a dope studio. Yeah, it's wicked. Yeah. It feels, again, very professional, yet even more. And I think that that's probably a good place to start off. Like, we did this last year around the same time. may have even been the same date. Yeah. And, like, we're in a different place, a much more grown-up place now. Like, yeah. we're both in very different places, personally and professionally. Yeah. Uh, and and physically in the in the world like you're very much established in Colombia now which you yeah. were there last year but it was kind of you were flirting with it and now you're like almost married to it so. yeah we got a visa and everything so yeah, yeah. Pretty, yeah. that's big man <laughs> what's been the biggest insight living in Colombia versus living in Toronto um, and I think it's you just don't know what you don't know until you go somewhere and experience it that's probably mm-hmm. the craziest thing is the culture the the type of person you can become by being in an environment that's so foreign to you, it brings out a totally different person and you would never be able to access that type of person by staying in your little bubble from where you grew up. Because when you are in your hometown, there are preconceived notions on how you're supposed to behave and those affect how you are going to behave, whether you want to. And when you're trying to change those reinforcing patterns are going to fuck up the change like completely. Um, I think one of the best quotes I heard by uh, this guy, Alex Becker, a really big YouTuber and multi multimillionaire. He was like, just like get the fuck out of your hometown, leave all your friends and go to a new country alone. And you'll be more successful in six months than anyone else. Because yeah, you have none of those boundaries that are forcing you into a box anymore. And so I've seen that like growth pretty ex- like explosive over the past six months, eight months. And yeah. Have you seen that also in your brothers coming down? to Columbia for the yeah. past few months? Cause you would have like, it's one thing to see it from yourself. And if you're trying to embody something, you can placebo yourself into thinking that it's happening, yeah. but it's one thing to see in other people. So have you seen that as a like, kind of looking at them? Yeah. They both um, exploded in growth. Uh, Mikey, you know, was, was having a rough time and I finally convinced him to come down after fucking seven months of, of effort. And within two months, dude lost like 15 pounds, good full-time job making, close to six figures now, like right out of the gate within two months. And that's just environment shaping you. I really think, I mean, you're just in a bad environment. It reinforces bad behaviors. You go to a new environment where there's nothing to do, but really work. And like my lifestyle is very like intolerant of bullshit. And so he was either going to stay there and not be a bullshitter or he was going to stay there and like survive and thrive and become the person he's supposed to be. Right. Uh, Anthony too, you know, he's working for me full time and he's, you know, he's 19. I think he's getting a way better experience in Columbia than he has at university. That's for sure. That's that's definitely fair. I mean, there's yeah. certainly a sense of responsibility that comes with just living away university, which you did, and living on your own for some, you know, living on your own but still in the same country and still with, yeah. like, your same influences, but going to a different country, different language, different culture, different experiences, different everything, right? Yeah. It, it changes things for sí, sure. Hablo español, si bien ahora, so. yeah, we're, we're not going to continue <laughs> in, in, in Spanish, but yeah, you know, you picked up a new language. Yeah. Um, how difficult was that to do? So I remember the first day I took a Spanish class, I like was the worst day of my life. I just like, I've never felt so exhausted. I didn't realize how much energy it actually uses in your brain mm. to actually try to learn a new language. Um, but I learned it fairly easily. My my ex-girlfriend was uh, Venezuelan in Colombia and she didn't speak any English when I started dating her and I didn't speak any Spanish. And so I was hyper motivated to learn Spanish and, um, you know, texting her every day and talking to her and walking around the mall and being like, how do you say exit and stuff like that? Like you just, you learn, you learn very fast outside of the classroom because the classroom you're learning like in a book and in a closed thing, you're not right. learning how to actually communicate with someone. Um, but it took me about like only six weeks, which is really fast for a new language. Yeah. And especially you already spoke another language. Like you went to yeah. French school and like you spoke Greek and like then as language number four. Yeah. Do you find that you, that you think differently or that, I mean, you, you work with words so that we can say that as a yeah. broad statement yeah. has learning Spanish, Spanish helped that at all? A little bit because the Spanish, the sentence structure in Spanish is somewhat reversed um, versus English. And I catch myself sometimes speaking English poorly now as a result <laughs> of the way the sentence structure is. Um, but it makes me look at the world a different way. There's also just words that don't exist in English that ha- that exist in Spanish. And if you don't have a word for like a feeling or an emotion, you actually can't feel it. So if there was no word for anger, you can't feel anger. 
It's why when you when you think of like, oh, I'm peeved, which is a synonym of anger, it's a different feeling, even though it's still anger. Right. Yeah. What other words then are like that? Oh. I want to go. I want to go down this rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, a let's bit. do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, any emotion. So, like, joy versus happy. Um, they're flavors of happiness, so to speak. Ecstatic, um, elated. You know, you can keep going up the ladder or down the ladder, and you can go like angry or like sad, depressed, defeated. Um, you know, you can go either way. Right. Yeah. Do you think it's somewhat similar to, like, an experience of colors? Might be a good example where. I know that this sweater that I'm wearing is a green sweater because I've been told my whole life that when I see this color, Mm -hmm. it's green or a shade of green. But if when I was a baby, someone said this is red Mm -hmm. and everyone said this is red, well, then this color is red because like the the word is not necessarily the truth. The word is just describing the truth, which is what you're actually seeing. So I guess comparing that to feelings, Mm -hmm. you would still experience anger. You might just not be able to... Well, you wouldn't be, you able, wouldn't to be make, able to describe it. You yeah, exactly. So then if you can't describe something, do you understand it? If you don't understand it, are you really experiencing it? Would a baby understand their emotions? They understand if they're, I guess not, if they're, if they're hungry or sad or they don't upset, understand. They, 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 just, cry they cry and they, they emote, yeah. but it's not directed at anything. And maybe that's also because they don't have enough language to, exactly. to comprehend anything, but I guess that's kind of, it becomes <laughs> just <laughs> emoting, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what it becomes. Um, but yeah, it's super cool to learn language and kind of explore that world, so to speak. This, but the South American culture, specifically Colombian culture is really cool. Learning about like the Pablo Escobar era and everything down there and kind of how those people live and how happy they are, to be honest, considering their dollar is worth 5,000 less than mm-hmm. the US dollar yeah. um, and what they live in, the conditions. Um, yeah, it's pretty eye-opening. Makes me very grateful for life and where I was born and like the opportunities I have um, and also not to waste them. Why do you think they're happier with less? Is it a relativity thing? Because if they brought that same money and lived here, I mean, they, they wouldn't be able to have a home. They wouldn't be able to have the basic necessities. So, so aside mm-hmm. from that, like, what is it about their culture that makes them I think their culture is much more inclusive. It's much more familial. It's much more about experiencing versus trying to get something. I find the American culture is very about trying to be like some status position. That's really what American culture has become. Canadian too, they're not that far behind. There's obviously subsets of the entire culture. But if you look at America as a general, it's just like, I'm the best. They're better than everyone else. Right. Um, the Columbian culture is much more like we are in this together, whether we're rich or whether we're poor. And that sense of community, which a lot of Americans and Canadians don't have anymore, that creates that like happiness and that feeling of security. Because we all grew up in tribes anyways. That was our whole ancestry. But today, like we're more connected than ever, but we're more lonely than ever. You know, um, that's a very, very true statement. There's a quote that I've heard several times over the past couple of weeks and even yeah. just driving in here today. And it's, Chris Williamson quoting Alex Hermosi talking about how you said you were going to be happy when you accomplished goals that you've already accomplished. And now you're on the other side of this goal that you accomplished and yet you're looking towards the next thing. Do you think that that is not necessarily as frequently the case in places like Colombia or different like places of the world that are not yeah. in North America? I think the society is not as goal driven in general. So yeah, I agree. It's they're just, the culture there is much more laid back. They aren't raising their children to go succeed and conquer necessarily. They're raising their children to be like good brothers and sisters and good family members. You know, some of them will go on and do their thing, but you know, it's one of the traps of their societies. They don't really create that. There's a reason that America has the most millionaires and billionaires ever. Like there is a very right. strong reason right. for that. Um, but the actual society I think is broken at a fundamental core. There's no connection at all. And that's why you have all these apps that are flourishing. Facebook, you have Facebook anymore, but Instagram, um, Snapchat, all these connection apps are flourishing because you have a broken society where everyone is talking to each other, but no one is listening to each other. You know, there's no connection. Yeah. People, people think that they, that they are connected far more than they, than they are. And and I can say from my own personal experience, and this is not to say like, you know, I'm 
I'm nothing on the internet. I'm a very, very small fish in a very, very no, big pond. And, and yeah. okay, I won't say nothing, but like, whatever. The podcast has grown quite a bit in the past year and like yeah. my social media has not blown up, but like there's enough people who know me mm-hmm. and people who, who I know in real life who follow me online and, and listen and, you know, thank you guys all and all that stuff. However, when I see them in person and this is someone who I haven't seen in eight months, three years, yeah. seven years since high school, you know, whatever, they, they like, there's this one way connection and it's the most, it's the strangest it's thing crazy, ever because right? yeah. they know what I've been up to, what mm-hmm. I've been doing, what I've, you know, things I've been saying, how my look has changed over the, you know, how am I just generally like what's going on? And they're, and, and it's almost like they expect that I know about them, mm-hmm. but it, but I don't know about them because I don't, they, they don't know, they're not a social media personality. They're not necessarily a, a good friend or someone that I've specifically kept up with. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a very strange lack of connection under the guise of, of connection. So like social media is super weird that way, but I think this is also how people get in traps of, of falling for their favorite influencer saying this thing, mm-hmm. a guy that they like said this thing and, and, and I trust him or her. And therefore I'm just going to like do whatever they say. The, the reason yeah. one I'm rambling a little bit now, but the recent one, I'm sure you've seen this, but like Dana White, Gary Brecca, these guys are like, Oh, I do this three day fast and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And my thing is like, I, I love Dana White. That guy's, yeah. that guy's the man. I would yeah. literally never, ever take health advice from him. Yeah. <laughs> not not for anything else. He's just like not a doctor or a healthy, mm-hmm. you know, like a health advocate, let's say. Yeah. But it's like, hey, I trust Dana White because I love the mm-hmm. UFC and I'm just going to do what he says. And it's, it's not necessarily what they're saying is wrong. It's just like the reason you're doing it is the wrong reasons. Well, I think people m- misunderstand that the point of social media and whatever everyone says on social media is to get attention, not to actually provide factual evidence. Yeah. And I can tell you that from like we're our Instagram on the Pup Labs dog brand, we've grown it from zero to eighty K organically in four months because we know how to get attention, literally. Right. <laughs> like that is the game of the internet. And doesn't matter if you're saying the right thing or wrong thing. In fact, when you say the wrong thing on the internet, you get a ton of flack, which then pushes the algorithm to make you more popular. Yeah. So it's actually incentivizing people to just spew bullshit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It that is one hundred percent true. My yeah. brother, the the ever He's the most cynical guy ever, the most <laughs> practical guy ever. He's like, he always says, everything you see on the internet is an ad. Yeah. Every single thing, whether it's a harmless tweet and Instagram, even if you making it don't think it's an ad, it is an ad because okay. what am I trying to do? I'm trying to spread a good message so that eventually like, you know, people hire me to do whatever mm-hmm. the thing is that I do, whether I sell a product or sell a service or sell a yeah. whatever. Everyone is trying to get something. And even if you're not necessarily trying to sell something, you're trying to grab attention. Yeah. So everything is, is, is still an ad. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that wrong things even do worse sometimes yeah. because you see it all the time and people will do it on purpose. And I've tested this sometimes where yeah. even as small as you make a spelling mistake, but oh, like yeah. on purpose yeah. and then people will correct you and be like, Oh, you spelled this wrong. Or you, you, you wrote yes instead of no, or that changed the context of the thing yeah. and people will go and correct you for it. And people are willing to correct you, but they're not necessarily willing to like pat you on the back and clap you on when you're, when you're yeah. doing well. No, it's crazy. Yeah. The 77 laws that book they wrote years ago, Steph, Stephen, um, that thing has spelling mistakes in it. And I'm just laugh when people give me like, you know, four or five stars and they're like, yeah, it's got a spelling mistake, but I know they wouldn't have left a review if there wasn't a spelling mistake because they wanted to correct me. That's the irony. I know there's spelling mistakes in the book. I left them in there on purpose. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's a wild, wild thing of the internet. And do you think that people in Colombia treat social media any differently? Yeah. Um, So one thing is like, they're all in Spanish, right? And so this like English influencer world that we live in doesn't, it's a whole different world down there. Yeah. Because they can't even read English. So it's actually an entire different experience. Um, like you'll see if you have like a beautiful girl in North America, she's going to have like tens of thousands, about a hundred thousand followers. I have met like absolute dimes um, and dated them. And like those girls have like a thousand followers. It's pretty crazy. Like the whole experience is different. It's, it can be healthier in a sense because you're not as you're not getting so much attention all the time. Right. And that can be healthier depending on your point of view. Um, I believe it's healthier for sure, but just the entire experience is very, very different. Um, but it's still a status game, you know, it's just at a micro scale. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that that is in part due to the fact that the people who are on like Latin American Instagram or Latin American yeah. Twitter or, or Asian Twitter or, you know, whatever different languages, different parts of the world have different buying habits mm-hmm. and different amounts of disposable income. Exactly. People in North America have 
way more, way too much disposable income. If anyone thinks there's like a, uh, an economic disaster and maybe it's looming and maybe it's not and whatever, like go to the mall at Christmas. I know. Is it busy? <laughs> yes. Like, okay. There's like, yeah. dude, I'll, I'm going to go on a rant a little bit here. And I, we joked about dude. talking about this, yeah. but like <laughs> now I'm going to talk about it. Like <laughs> I've been in the process of planning a wedding. Yeah. If there's ever, last time we did this podcast, I said that one of the biggest scams of, of professional work might be real estate agents. <laughs> I have a new thing that, that blows it out of the water and it is the wedding industry is the absolute biggest scam that has ever existed. And it's impossible to beat this. It's unbelievable. The things that people are getting away with. Yeah. I was at one consultation. They said, I won't name names and it's whatever. They you said the minimum, names. you should name well, names. I don't, who cares? <laughs> Maybe one day. They said the minimum spend for the wedding. And I was completely unimpressed. We did the tour. I was completely unimpressed. And I'm not even like the most particular guy. Very unimpressed with the whole layout and, you know, all the stuff that they had. Uh, The woman says the minimum spend that they have is $50,000. And I'm like, geez, that's fucking, that's a lot. But okay, if you think that's that's what it's worth, like, Mm -hmm. you know, do your thing. Mm -hmm. On top of that, there is an automatic 20% gratuity. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so the minimum spend is not 50. The minimum spend is 60. And I'm no math genius, but I can figure that one out. Plus tax. So I said, yeah. your minimum spend is $73,000 for something that's fucking garbage. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about here? But the, that's not even the crazy part. The crazy part to my earlier point is that I'm sitting there mm-hmm. and thinking, this is fucking insane. I can't wait to get yeah. out of this meeting. Someone else is sitting there saying, yeah, sign me up. I know. <laughs> and we're worried about like money. Like you can get lots of money. There's Money problems are, are real and whatever, but you can always get more of it. There's a client that I have who spends money kind of ridiculously yeah. and on stupid stuff. And he's just like, yeah, well, you know, it's just money. I can yeah. get more of it. And I started, I, agree with that. I started thinking that like, oh, this guy's, this guy's like literally wasting money. Yeah, like, yeah. And he does waste money. Like he goes into credit card debt mm-hmm. that he doesn't need to. And like, it's, it's, <laughs> okay. it's, it is actually wasteful. He's way too much on the other side. Yeah. But to some extent he does stuff that like buys back his time and buys back his peace of mind. It's and he kind of like ever. wastes money on it a little bit. But he's also right. He's like, oh, it's just money. I'll just get more of it. And I know that you're huge on that, buying speed and buying access to stuff. Yeah, I had that ripped away from it. It went the opposite way recently. I was flying back from LA like two days ago and I bought a first class ticket. I like my space. I like to just do work. Bro, night before, you've been downgraded to economy class. Never heard this before in an airline, (laughs) by the way. Downgraded, not upgraded. Do you want to out the airline? Is there Canada? There's only one direct flight. (laughs) Okay. And uh, just like went from seat 4K to 41K. Oh, the seat behind, like beside the bathroom at the back of the plane. Um, yeah, like it was, but it made me realize like still how privileged we all are because I'm sitting in the plane, super tight, whatever. But like everyone around me is like also there, but they've got their like $800 Apple, you know, AirPods mm-hmm. on, like they got their blankie, they got their stuff. But like I'm dating a girl in Columbia right now. She doesn't own heels, bro. <laughs> like she doesn't own heels. Yeah. Like how crazy is that? <laughs> it's, it seems crazy to us, but for her, it's like, well, why would I spend money on that? Yeah. She either doesn't have disposable income to spend money on it. And maybe yeah. she does, I don't obviously don't know, but why do you need it? And sometimes yeah. we have stuff and it's like, well, why do we have all this stuff? Do I need yeah. 75 different t-shirts? Like, no, yeah. you just like accumulate stuff. And anyone who lives in North America, which is like, you know, 90% of the people listening. And I would assume like UK and Australia also fall into this bucket is like, mm-hmm when you move houses or move like apartments or move whatever, and you have yeah. to like move your stuff and you, you look around and you're like, where did I get all these things from? Yep. I don't even recall buying all this stuff. Where did I get all this stuff from? I haven't seen this t-shirt in five years, but still here and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy. Like just society that we the have consumer here. behavior. Yeah. I mean, it makes a great economy for, in terms of creating business structures and, you know, building empires, but yeah, not great for the mental health. And again, that brings to the point of like why I think they're so much happier. They have less and they just don't need it. And they're just not sucked in by all the bullshit about owning more shit and the better shit. Right. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Like why? They don't care. They're like, Kimo Joneses is just like, they just want to dance salsa and speak Spanish and eat good food and, you know, have a good life. Like they don't care about wearing like a $10,000 jacket or being the Gucci guy or whatever other bullshit, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? What's the best money you spent this year? The best money? Yeah. I mean, my therapy for sure. Um, outside of that. No, that's a, that's a real yeah, thing. If like, you don't want to talk, what we will, what's, no, the, we what's can, the second best thing? Um, like just like dope vacations. I went to Aruba for like three days solo just by myself to journal. That was a like, great. And it was like $5,000. Uh, I was just like, just balling out completely. 
But yeah, that was a great expense too, just internal time. So I guess all thinking time, whether it's through therapy or personal, yeah, that's been the best stuff. Mm. What's the number one thing that you've learned from that this year? I know that this is like <laughs> an evolution and I know that that's like getting, getting real deep. And so I'll yeah. ramble while you think about it. Okay. But what I'm trying to get here is uh, I want to get to a point to talk about spending money on yourself for things that are expensive. And we use that term loosely and relatively because lots of things are expensive, but lots mm-hmm. of things are also very much worth it, right? Buying coaching, buying paying for therapy, paying for lots of things like gives you a a much bigger return and it might not always be directly financial, but like overall whole cost accounting, it's a better return. Um, And we'll kind of go there in a second, but is there anything like one big takeaway that you've seen that from this year that you could say like that alone makes it worth it? Not necessarily directly financial, but that was worth it alone. I mean, in the therapy, yeah. I mean, it's my ability to see business structures among anything else and move faster, pivot faster as a result because I'm not as triggered about things that are going on in the business. Um, That's put me like far, far ahead of anyone this year, Um, especially in like my little world that I live in. Um, Like to just to get, I'm not going to out like the business that we have right now in terms of the category, but we have a business that went from zero to 40K a day in 18 days as a result, which is insane. (laughs) It's a $6 million business. In 21 days. And and while that's phenomenal, yeah. um, you would attribute a lot of that to Thank your you. ability to pivot and cut things off that are not going well and then say, okay, yep, cut our losses and move on. Yeah. And like see where the market is heading before anyone else as a result. Instead of being clouded by like keeping up with the Jonases in the business world where like we have to do it this way or we have to make trades this way or we have to like launch advertisements this way. Instead being like, fuck that, like, let me do it how I think it's going to go and do the best based on my past experiences, not having blinders on and trying to like copy who are supposed to be like the gurus. Um, that's been like the biggest thing. Um, and all of a sudden you become a guru like overnight as a result. Right. I think there's a ton of merit to that. And I think we all fall victim to that at some point, especially kind of like on the come up when you're like, okay, what am I supposed to do? How do I do it? Well, let me look at this guy. He's doing it this way and it's working. So therefore let me do it that way. I think one this year, and I fell into this a little bit and I can't believe I'm bringing him up twice in one podcast, but Alex Hormozzi started with like those certain style of captions on, on posts. And then everyone started using it, but then every other post looks like every other post. And the reason his worked for him and their company was because they were the only ones doing it. They were the first ones doing it. And and it was like different and new. And then by the time everyone else started using it, it's like, this is fucking annoying. Yep. When I, when I, I had a video editor doing clips for the, for the podcast and yeah. they started doing that and they were selling me on this, like hormozy this, hormozy that. I'm like, I actually don't care. And mm-hmm. personally, I think that those clips are like super annoying. Yeah. Like I don't want to, I didn't do these blips all over the camera, like this yeah. random, like cut scene of like some guy running on a, whatever it was. So it was so all over the place. It, it bothered me, yeah. but I'm like, okay, this, I guess this works. And like mm-hmm. to it for a bit, it did for a bit. It did. I saw some like big push yeah. in the in the in the clips for the podcast and then it fizzled out very quickly and it's like okay now you gotta you gotta yeah. switch and you can't keep copying what's the thing what's been working or what worked for someone else you gotta keep you gotta be ahead man you gotta be ahead of the game yeah. you gotta you gotta pivot faster than everyone else and adapt to the new world because it's gonna take everything from you if you don't adapt i mean faster than ever with chat gpt and all this ai stuff voice cloning like and that's just like the internet world and it's going to destroy the regular world for sure. I mean, any kid coming on university today, unless they're going to be a surgeon, like they're fucked if they're yeah. not like ready to pivot. I mean, anyone studying law is screwed because ChatGPT mm-hmm. will outlawyer you any day of the week times 10 as a photographic memory. And you can't compete with that. Plus any of the executives that have been around for 30 years who will then use ChatGPT to get ahead. Right. Like, yeah, there's no, they need to pivot. There's yeah. still a way to become a lawyer and everything, but you'll need to pivot with ChatGPT, and most people won't do that because they're too triggered about what's going to happen with ChatGPT about losing their job instead of just being like, all right, the reality is that ChatGPT is here. I need to fucking learn this thing, um, and how do I learn it? You know, I think it's also it's it's learning how to use the tools, but it's also learning what could the tool, what are the limitations of the tool. Yeah, one thing that's been talked about in like the training in fitness industry is like, oh, ChatGPT is going to replace trainers because it can write better programs and whatever than you. And I'm like, first of all. If you've ever asked ChatGPT for a program, it will give you something that's like not terrible, but yeah. it's like not that good either. It's like pretty no, bad. Yeah. If ChatGPT is beating your programming, then like you're, you're a bad trainer yeah. anyway. So, so that's step one. Step two is 
ChatGPT is not a person. Mm-hmm. And I've said this many times, but the most important part of personal training is the personal part. It's not the training part. Mm-hmm. I, I can write a way more complex program than I give to most of my clients because they're not like Olympic or professional athletes. So they don't need all of the gimmicks of programming and yeah, stuff yeah. that exists. They need what works for them in the context of their life. Mm-hmm. And I can do that way better than a computer can. Maybe one day I won't, but mm-hmm. I think that that day is like quite far away. It can't replace yeah. human beings and human interactions and you know maybe one day it will get there but Mm -hmm. i don't think that we're even remotely close to that well it comes back to like and this is like why i loved my like alone time my therapy so much is that it comes back to like something that i call thinking time and Mm -hmm. i got it from a book called um the road less stupid our beach walks in naples beach walks which our beach walks yeah yeah, dude (laughs) yeah yeah, dude literally yeah we take like two hour beach walks (laughs) to the middle of nowhere but yeah literally just thinking time it's like sit down and like have a question and the question, whatever question it is and try to think through all the first order, second second order and third order consequences that are going to occur by taking specific actions and then try to avoid those consequences essentially and try to make a plan. Um, because if you're not thinking, if you're just acting all the time, like it's like, just like, I'm going to go on a diet. I'm just going to eat less food now <laughs> without like any sort of thinking about should I be avoiding, uh, avoiding carbs? Should I have more protein powder? What kind of fish oil should I be taking? What kind of vitamin D? How many times should I go to the gym? Um, if you just like, I'm going to, you know, eat less, work out more, like you're fucked. And yeah. everyone does that in business, ten like 10 times worse. There's, I'm just going to go make more money. Well, like how do you do that? Are you going to make more money? You're going to work a thousand hours a week now? Like anyone can make more money, literally anyone, but you'll work 10 times more. I think like Wall Street, especially when you start out in the investment banking world, you make like literally $4 an hour and you're working a hundred hours a week or something insane. Um, is that really making more money? Like, I doubt it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, a woman I knew she was, she was a real estate agent. She was helping me with, um, uh, whatever side she saw how much she knew how we were talking about money and knew how much money I make as a trainer a while ago. And she goes, you make a lot of money, like more than I thought. And I was like, yeah, but I also work three times as many hours as you do. So do you think that that's a lot of money? Like, Oh, I didn't like realize that. And I think that that's something that, um, sometimes people miss when you look up at people who are on social media, when you look up at people who are celebrities or people who have like quote unquote made it, Mm -hmm. you don't always see what it took to get there. Exactly. You don't see the number of hours. You don't see the nights where you stay up in your bed, tossing and turning. Oh, what about this? Uh, the, the anxiety that comes with it. I got to, I got to pay for this thing. I haven't made money in, in, in two weeks. Like I don't know where the next check is coming from. Like you don't yeah. see all those things. You just see the end result. And, and that's where the comparison game, I think gets a lot of people. It's like, Oh, yeah. it's so easy. It would be great if I was like you. And this is very true in fitness as well. People see like a trainer, a fitness person who's like, mm-hmm. Oh, must be easy for you. And it's like, well, yeah, I just wasn't taking videos of myself when I was, you know, 14 years old learning how to squat yeah. because well, you know, Instagram or social media wasn't a thing and who was yeah. taking videos and why would anyone take a video of that? But if you saw all those things you're like, okay, yeah, this is maybe not really as worth it as I thought, or I'm just not really willing to put in the work that, yeah. that they're putting in. Yeah. Like that business that I talked about before that just crushing, you know, Everyone sees like, oh yeah, you did it in 18 days. Well, like, yeah, I also spent 10 years like working and <laughs> my first year online, I made $8 in a whole year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like I totally get that. Yeah. And, and how many, <laughs> how much <laughs> money did you spend on coaching and mentorship yeah. and, and, and money testing certain things that all went to shit? It was, yeah. it was either zero or like basically no return or yeah. an unbelievably delayed return. And then yeah. it's like. Yeah, a ten-year, a ten-year overnight success. Is, you know, one, one of the oldest stories. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Are there any of those things that you would double down on in terms of coaches that you paid for or mentorships that you joined that said like, "Hey, I should have done this sooner, faster," or that this was specifically mm-hmm. worth more money than like some of the other things? And how do you? Maybe the better question is, how do you go about figuring out which of those things are actually worth spending on? Because I think, mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. We'd agree that it's worth spending on it, but there's a lot of people who are just, you know, snake oil salesmen mm-hmm. out there who are selling literal garbage for, yeah. for large amounts of money. And it's hard to decipher, which is what, how do you go about figuring out where to, where to invest your like personal development, professional development income? Now it's mostly through referral only. Like just if one of my friends or business partners and mentors have worked with a specific person, like that's the only way I'm really signing up anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past I was of the opinion that if I just, sign up for everything as much as I can afford, I'll eventually get a return. And some of it has literally been like seven year delay on the return. 
Um, like I remember we got banned off Facebook for an ad, uh, which was totally Facebook's mistake because we were doing nothing wrong. And one of the guys I had met in my first masterminds back in 2015, um, he became this Facebook guru expert and I reached out to him and he remembered me and we were able to get an account back in like 24 hours. Interesting. Seven year return. Yeah. Yeah. And worth every penny. And that wasn't even from the thing. It was, no, just, it was just like I a personal relationship through, through the mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of investing in everything because you don't know who you're going to meet and when you're going to need them and where they're going to evolve to be. I would say about 90% of people are just they're worth nothing in those masterminds. You just meet them. They're there for like a vacation. They come in then they leave. Right. But the 10% of people you do meet are worth everything um, in your network. Um, so I'm a big fan of one at every conference. The younger you are, more conferences, more connections, more podcasts. You get luckier when you have more pinballs bouncing off like who you are. Yeah. Um, and that's really what it is, just getting luckier. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that as well, like in the the fitness conferences, like coming mm-hmm. in the in-person fitness conferences coming back Yeah. this past year, like all post COVID is like, it's been, it's been huge for me getting a few opportunities and the people that I've met and people I've had on the podcast and podcasts that I've been on and these kind of things and how it all kind of evolves. And it's just like one thing really steamrolls into yeah. another. And this is how it's like that again, 10 year overnight success. Yeah, one thing I wanted to ask you about that, maybe like a little bit more directly tactical for, for people sure. who are listening. Cause everyone here is not, everyone listening is not a, doesn't run their own business. Um, yeah. Probably not. I mean, everyone is obviously not, not a fitness coach or, or mm-hmm. whatever, an entrepreneur, but there are a lot of people listening because there are a lot of people in the world who feel that they're like stuck in a, in, in stuck in the mud for lack of a better phrase off the top of my head here. They're in a job that's like not horrible, but yeah. not, not what they love. Yeah. They're making good money, but not great money. Yeah. Everything is like just okay, but they're not fulfilled. How do you, or what would you suggest some steps for those people to take that is not like burn the boats and mm-hmm. fucking go all in online or whatever. What would you say to those people that are like, Hey, how do I get out of this rut? And how do I start living towards, you know, more of what my purpose is or more of what yeah. my passion is? I think the first thing is stepping back and going to have three days and thinking about what you actually want in life. And when I say three days, I literally mean like no social media, no talking to anyone not even like your spouse, like nobody gets the only person I talked to was the Colombian government during that time because needed my visa, <laughs> but everyone else, including business partners got silenced. Um, and there's something powerful when you silence all the constant like chatter that's going on, all the advertisements as your brother puts it because you get bored. And when you get bored, you get creative. When you get creative, you try to figure you start to figure out your life. I think most people fuck up their lives now because they're never bored. They're always like something else to get distracted by. And so they never have time they do have the time, but they don't realize their time is being ripped away from them. That the boredom creates opportunity to think about, well, why am I bored? <laughs> you know? Um, so I would start there for sure. Like thinking time, three days the read the book thinking, you know, real less stupid. Um, and then the next phase is finding someone in your network or within like a second or third degree that is doing what you want to do to some degree. Okay. So because, if someone else is doing it, you can do it, especially if you live in North America. 100% you can do that job. Unless there's some famous, in, not even influencer, they're famous celebrity, um, which they are, only their face can do. Anyone can become an influencer. Some people faster than others, etc. But anyone can really become an influencer. So it's really just thinking time of what you actually want in your life. What is your dream life? Five years from now, three years from now. What is your perfect average day? Not your perfect day where you wake up and you're in fucking Disney world and take a private jet everywhere and you eat like croissants flown from Paris. <laughs> like, I mean, in a very average normal day, what is your perfect normal day? Like my perfect normal day when I, I wrote this in 2012, when I was still in high school, um, was like waking up on the beach every day. And I ended up living it like 10 years later when I was in, when we were in Naples together. And I realized like, holy fuck, this shit comes true. Um, it took 10 years, <laughs> but so what, you know, and if you don't have a map, like, or if you don't have a goal, like there's, there's no way to get there. Um, that's why I'm so like pointing on like thinking time also because like it's twice as fast to like, if you start somewhere and you know what direction you're going versus starting somewhere going backwards because you went the wrong way because you weren't thinking properly and mm-hmm. then have to backtrack and then start again, which a lot of people do. It's like missing, messing up your calories, working out too hard and injuring yourself. And then you're back five weeks and you can't work out as hard and you can't lose the weight. Um, so big, big proponent of just thinking before you act. And then when you act, you just go all in and execute. Um, but not never burn the ships, especially in like today's economy. I used to be a big fan of that. Um, and I still am if you have the right setup. 
Do you think that's an economic thing or do you think that's just because you're a little bit, a little bit older and slightly more mature than you would have been said that like seven years ago? Definitely more mature. Um, it's easy to say like burn the ships when you're 19 and you have, exactly. you have no ships to burn anyways. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I can just <laughs> go all in all $150 in my bank account. On this you thing. Can, like, like you can burn all ships if you can economically afford it for a year. And so if your ability, if you have like your savings, I think burning, obviously assuming like you don't have dependents and all the sure, other things this, going this on. This massively changes if you have children or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would, I would never recommend burning all ships. You have dependents. Um, but if you don't, yeah, burn all the ships, move to a cheap country, live there, um, so your money stays longer, and get bored and figure it out. <laughs> That's literally what it is. Yeah, it's really not that hard. I think the boredom thing is huge, and I think we all need to spend a little bit more time getting bored. Yeah, I think really. COVID was, and I hate to keep talking about it, but I think COVID was um, a time where people had to be alone for a little bit, and mm-hmm. unofficially or artificially rather had some time to be bored and think and didn't like the person they were with. And that to me is terrifying. Mm -hmm. uh, Thinking of that now, a lot of good can come out of that too, because it can give you the creative freedom to like, okay, I can get rid of all this noise and I can like Mm -hmm. figure out what I need to do and what direction I need to do. And it's quite amazing how much better you can do something when you're just like slightly more prepared. Yep. And it doesn't even take, it doesn't even take that much to make a very easy workout analogy. Like if you have at, uh, your bad chat GPT, like workout yeah. program written yeah. and you walk into the gym saying like, okay, I'm going to do this exercise for three reps of or three sets of whatever. And this exercise, like mm-hmm. that's going to be a better workout than if you just show up in the gym. It's like, Oh, what am I going to do today? Like, Oh, well that machine's open. I'll just go there. Like that's just a bad, that's just a recipe for a bad workout. Yep. Sure. It, it can work. Anything, anything can work, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that that should be, your option. And I think yeah. people get stuck on that stuff, especially with fitness and nutrition is like, yeah, there's a millions of things that work. There's millions of diets and exercise programs and whatever, and all of them could work and doing nothing could work. Mm-hmm. But is that the best strategy to take? Like probably not. Like maybe you should just spend a little bit more time thinking about it or hire the person to think about it for you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a big fan of obviously hiring people. Um, I read a really good book this year and I actually don't read that many books anymore. Um, but this one it was called Maximum ROI Spending um, by, I forget the, the name. It was okay. some ebook on the internet, but one of the best books I've read. And it just broke down like, here's the best way to spend your money so you get a maximum return on your time, mm-hmm. which is actually the most valuable asset, like by far. You can never get back more time. Like this podcast right now, every second is gone, but we can also, we can go make more money like tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That That is a something that people, again, uh, trying to rope this thing back into fitness a little bit more but people don't understand that about being in and around our age is like i feel good right now like my back doesn't hurt like this thing doesn't hurt like i'm not i didn't gain 40 pounds since high school so some people did but like i didn't gain 40 pounds since high school like nothing's wrong like everything's okay i'm like yeah but every day that passes that you don't take care of your fitness you don't have to be a supermodel Mm -hmm. but every day that passes you don't take care of your fitness you're just making it harder and harder then your, your, your parents thought the same thing. Yeah. Your parents, when they were 30 thought like, yeah, everything's good right now. I don't really have to like diet or watch my, watch what I eat or mm-hmm. exercise or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're 50 and they're, everything hurts and everything's yeah. breaking and nothing works anymore. It's like, well, how did that happen? It's because they didn't pay attention to it when things were going well. Yeah. So every day that passes, you're never going to be 25 again or 32 again or mm-hmm. 37. Again. You're never going to be that age again. Yeah. And the longer you take to start taking things seriously, you know, both financially and, and, and physically with your, mm. with your health, just the more damage you're going to do. And, and I'm, I, I honestly struggle to, to understand how people don't understand that. They just, they're not good CEOs of their own life. Mm. And so they should just fire themselves and pay someone else to be the CEO of a specific asset. hundred percent. I do it a lot of time, all the time. And a lot of areas of my life. <laughs> like, like what? Well, we have a chef right now. I'm in Colombia. Okay. Because like my cooking skills are subpar, but also just, I know that if I'm exhausted at work, I'm going to order pizza instead of like having a healthy meal. Um, and so why not just have someone who loves their job is 10 times better than me, can cook cleaner. Um, and is just filling the house with like fresh farm, fresh food, you know, all the time. Um, so that's one example of firing myself. I have a trainer, which I definitely do not need a trainer. I know what I'm doing in the gym. Um, but yeah, but that's hardly, that's hardly what the trainer's about. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's about like, I'm not a pro at the gym. I'm very good, 
but I'm not definitely not at your level and nowhere near like their level either. Um, and I fired myself as my own like fitness coach. Like I've got a biohacking coach, which is such a loose term. Um, and he's just, he's a buddy of mine. Um, but he's really into all that stuff. And I liked him to do his own experiments on his own body. And if he doesn't die, I'll do the experiment <laughs> after. That's my whole thing. <laughs> um, we're, going, I, we're coming back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so why I got the aura ring and we'll yeah. go into that. But um, I find myself my health coach because the past year my health has like really slipped. And, you know, I, it's because I made my business a priority. Like I would, my goal every day was wake up and start working. There was no gym. There was no like walk in the sunlight. Like it wasn't like Naples. It was like, I'm going to get up eight, eight o'clock, eight o two. Like I'm on my computer, like working. And it worked great for my business, but my health definitely like took a hit. Like I did not work out for about six weeks in the past six weeks up until now. until I got home because of the business just taking off, but definitely like felt it felt like shit. And like, it sucks the business later on. Yeah. That's also one of those things that's very relative when yeah. you're, when you're like, when you're dialed and you're yeah. paying attention to your fitness and your nutrition and whatever, and something knocks you off that track, mm-hmm. like you just said, <laughs> I don't even think you realize you said this. You said you didn't work out for the past six weeks and you yeah. felt kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> like most people haven't worked out for the past six years. Yeah. Like, of course you're going to feel, if you've been working out consistently, you take a few weeks off, you're going to feel different. And you yeah. notice that like right away. Yeah. Most people feel that kind of shitty sluggish whatever mm-hmm. feeling that's just their normal well they don't, and, and that's yeah. unfortunate but like w- w- when you're dialed you, you think you feel these things more but you're also aware of it and so you're not going to let that six weeks become six months become six years like there's periods of time and you, i assume you did it with your eyes open where it's like mm-hmm. okay i gotta i gotta, I gotta focus on this first. i gotta focus yeah, on yeah. this other stuff for now i'm gonna put yeah. this other stuff on the side yeah. and by you putting it to the side it's not completely ignoring it it's mm-hmm. not that and and this is true always in fitness like yeah. It should be your priority and your health is like number one, mm-hmm. all, all that stuff, but it doesn't have to consume your life. And there are other no. things that are important. And if you're taking care of it most of the time, mm-hmm. then you can take some time off here and there yeah. because other things also matter. Yeah, man. I still put up one tens on dumbbells last week. Like, I'm good. You know, on the incline press, but yeah, I mean, it fucking hurt, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and like very sore the next day, but also just like could feel a decline in energy over the past six weeks because I'm not like putting any energy into that cup, you know, that cup is just drained. Yeah. It's intentional. That cup. It is yeah. intentional. Um, but that's just one area of life. I mean, cleaning, for example, I suck at cleaning and I don't think anyone should be cleaning their house unless you're <laughs> a professional cleaner. Like your time is worth more than that or pay someone whose time is more expensive, but they do a way better job and you can go learn how to make money on the side, like taking that course and people sacrifice too much short-term cash at the expense of long-term gains because like, I'm saving 25 bucks or $3 or whatever an hour because I'm not hiring this cleaner. Well, it's more than $3 an hour in North America. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking like, like I'm saving three bucks, so I'm not going to Starbucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with the, like the cleaning, for example, like you're saving 25 bucks an hour, 30 bucks an hour. Okay. Well, what if you spent that three hours or two hours, whatever it is, like learning about e-com or learning about like whatever your dream is, right? you know? Because sure, it's expensive now, you know, and you maybe spend a thousand dollars on a cleaner, but that gets you back like 30 hours. That's a lot of time to learn something, bro. Like that is a lot of time to be learning one specific thing that can then put you in a position where you can then slowly move away from whatever life you have right now into a new life. Right. That's how you do it without burning the bridges. Right. You spend more short-term money and then you invest in the longer-term strategy. Short-term game, you know, it's just like play long-term games with long-term people. I think that's a super interesting thing that's worth reiterating yeah. as a as a framing of spending money on these things is it's not like you're not spending 500 bucks a month on, on a cleaner or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. however much money it is. Yeah. You're spending 500 bucks a month to get X amount of time back or to learn X skill. Like you're almost, you're, you're, you're paying for, for your time back so you can do that thing and that's going to get you where you want to be. It's not, maybe the cleaner is not worth that much to you or, or it doesn't have to be cleaning, but any, yeah. any it's the best example services, but yeah. People are like spending all their time cleaning their house. Like my buddy is in LA. Um, he's cleaning his own house. I'm like, bro, like I know how much you charge for consulting. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like it's such a waste of your time. Even if you just sit on the couch and just watch Entourage instead, it's still a better use of your time. I think unless you genuinely love cleaning. Yeah. Which I don't think anyone, lo- I mean, they, so there's yeah. some people, that there's, there's for yeah. sure some people that love cleaning. And you know, like, I feel like yeah. all dads love just like manual labor at the house. That's completely useless for them to do, but yeah. it's like, Oh, it's a nice day on, it's a nice day on Saturday. Let me just yeah. do some manual labor. <laughs> it's a gr- great day to work outside. Like, <laughs> I, I hope that I never get there, but I mean, we'll gen- genetics, not on, not, <laughs> not on my side for no, that not one. Not on mine either. Yeah. Um, biohacking. 
what things have you tried this year? What's what's working? What's not working? Um, what's worth it and what's not worth so it? So I've really just got into it the past like two weeks. Okay. Really, really. Okay. Um, for the past year, I've actually been like really off of like all supplements um, in general. I take some fish oil and athletic greens, but that's about it. Um, no peptides. You know, I'm on TRT stuff. But yeah, I've been going really heavy in terms of like the physical stuff. And so this year I'm prepped to do, I've got the aura ring mostly for tracking purposes. So when I introduce new things, I can see how it affects my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be doing like a, a different like way to do TRT, which is daily injectables instead of like biweekly or whatever, um, you know, in the lats and I'll try the, there's a Herculean shot you can do too. I'm not really ready for that one. Interesting. Um, but it's mostly to keep blood level stable and that should help a lot. Um, I've heard of some stuff like microdosing Cialis has been something I've been hearing quite a bit about. I've heard this as a thing as well. And I've just, haven't really looked into it because it just seems like this is probably unnecessary, but I've heard it's got a lot of like benefits for blood pressure for, uh, inhibiting prostate, like growth over time for men, um, helping like repair the endothelial walls, um, stuff like that. So that's in there. There's some cool devices, red light therapy, some cooling blanket stuff. Um, but then also, man, just come back to the fucking fundamentals, like eating cleaner. Like it always is the fundamentals, both in like the gym world, advertising, marketing, like you can learn all the gimmicks you want. Advertising, marketing comes back to like, do you have a good product? Do you have a good message? Do you have a good hook? And that's literally it. Everything else is secondary. Yeah. And in fitness it's, or health really, it's like, are you sleeping well? Uh, which is where most of the biohacks are going to go, to be honest. Are you getting enough sunlight? Are you walking enough? Are you eating healthy? Are you exercising like four days a week? Beyond that, everything else is maybe 10% bump. Um, yeah. Unless you get into skincare and some peptide stuff. Um, you know, I almost did take some peptides. I was going to take BBC uh, 157, but um, decided against it. Um, mainly because I didn't actually have any issues. Yeah. I wanted to You've like, been relatively injury free. My whole life. You know, knock on wood. But yeah, you've yeah. been relatively injury. That, yeah. that, was, that is one that's super interesting to me because I'm yeah, fucking always injured. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean. I've heard great things. I've heard great things. I just like, I didn't need it. And so I spent like 300 bucks on it and I just threw it out. Cause like there just isn't enough long-term research for me because I don't need it. But all my buddies have been using it cause they had like, you know, tennis elbow and whatever else and it's in day and night, yeah. like day and night. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that actually does work. And sometimes, yeah. and again, this is just the way the internet works is everything is black or white and social mm-hmm. media is where nuance goes to die. Yeah. But sometimes we throw out too many things. Like you don't need any biohacking things. It's only, yeah. only the fundamentals. And I, to some extent, have probably been guilty of saying things like yeah. that. And sometimes it's just like, it's also not true because some of those things inadvertently help you do other things. I agree. Like a certain supplement might be the thing that gets you to go to sleep mm-hmm. earlier. And, yeah. and it's not that the supplement is, it's like a, a, a downstream effect. It's not that the supplement is really having that much of an effect on you. The supplement is having a, a, a placebo effect of getting you to do the thing that you should exactly. be doing, which is going to bed earlier yep. or, or, you know, whatever, whatever it is working out or whatever. But a lot of the yeah. biohack stuff actually does just help you execute the fundamentals a little bit better. Yeah. Which is kind of, who cares then? Yeah. Who, you, get, you know, at that point again, it's just, a, it's just a money issue. Can you afford the yeah. whatever hundred bucks or whatever it is for yeah. that thing? There's some key stuff from taking like magnesium has been really helpful before bed. Um, like very, very helpful. Like I woke up this morning at like five, like way too early. And I took uh, like a double dose of this nano mag that I have like a equity bees in and just like lights out for like four more hours. Yeah. Awesome. Like stuff like that has been great. There is staples, but yeah, man, even, but even if it just makes you do like what you're supposed to do, who cares? It's like the whole environment thing where like you moved to Columbia, like my brothers and like, yeah, now they have to go to the gym now because like there's nothing else to do in Columbia. You can't go watch sports teams in Columbia. Like there's, you right. go to the gym, you party and you work right. and I'm not partying right now, which means they're probably not going to party. And my brothers don't speak Spanish either. And they don't speak English in Columbia. Right. It's not like a tourist destination. Right. <laughs> right. So you work and you go to the gym and all of a sudden your life gets better. What a, what a shocker. Yeah. This is surprise. <laughs> yeah. Fundamentals still work and doing the things you should do. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there definitely are some, some of those staple things like mm-hmm. magnesium is one of them. Fish oil is one of them. Omega three or officials, but zinc, even like these little things that they make a difference. It's just sometimes that people get like, Oh, what stuff should I be taking? I'm going to start getting healthy. Like I'm ready to spend 500 bucks on supplements, but they don't work. If you like eat like shit and you sleep at 4am, that's the thing. No matter like even I took mag and I went to bed at 4am every day, it wouldn't work. (laughs) Correct. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And this is where the misunderstanding of what's actually happening comes into play. It's like taking that thing doesn't, just it's not magic yeah. and and i i said this in a few of podcasts a, a little while ago where i was talking about like how to avoid uh what was the title of it something like how to avoid bullshit on the internet basically yeah and and one question i'll run this by you is like if it was that easy and it worked that well 
don't you think everyone would just do that? Like if 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 someone was selling some magnesium thing and they said this will guaranteed make you sleep eight hours every single night. You'll sleep like a baby, have perfect sleep every single night. Yeah. If that was true, mm-hmm. and, and it's only like 25 bucks. Like magnesium is yeah. not even expensive. It's, no. it's relatively cheap. Yeah. It's like, don't you think everyone would just do that? Like yeah. why would anyone not do that if yeah. that was true? And the reason is because it's not true. Yeah. You have to have the other things in place, like go to bed early, you know, don't drink coffee right before you sleep. Yeah. Shit like that. Have you noticed anything with the, I know it's only been like a few days, but have you yeah. noticed anything with the, with the order ring? Not really, not yet. Hasn't no, been no. enough time to get. No, it's only been like twenty four hours. Oh, okay, yeah, it got yeah, lost. Yeah. Nothing. It would yeah. only mean zero in on your body. Yeah, yeah. So it took about like a week. I've had mine for like five, five years now. Yeah, I would say that I don't get a ton of insight from it anymore mm-hmm. because like I pretty much know what it's going to say because yeah. I've been like tracking for so long and nothing's really changing. I'll, I'll look to it if like if I'm doing something different or if I'm trying something different. I'm like, oh, that was yeah. interesting. But for the most part, I'm not really trying anything different. The, the, and it's worth saying this that. Even if you're someone who thinks that like, oh, I can, I can have an espresso and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can have coffee late and go to bed. Like you can't because yeah. I am that person. I can have a coffee and I can, and I can go to sleep. I, yeah. I, I won't have an issue falling asleep late. I'll have espresso right before bed. Mm-hmm. No issue falling asleep. But I'll look at my sleep quality. I'm like, damn, it's really bad. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. really bad. And, and yeah. you think like, well, what happened there? There's the coffee. And mm-hmm. by far, and, and you'll notice this too, and it's worth just doing like an experiment on it just to yeah. notice it. Because it's one thing for people to say. It's one thing for people listening to hear me say this. It's another yeah. thing to know it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is the worst thing that you can do. It, Even yeah. like one or two drinks, you won't feel anything. You won't feel tipsy. You won't feel drunk. You won't feel anything. Yeah. And you'll go wake up in the morning and like your heart rate was through the roof. Yeah. Your, your HRV is like in the floor. Like yeah. it's just like, what happened here? And it's just one or two drinks, a glass of wine. It's mm-hmm. good for you, red wine. Yeah. No, it's not. Alcohol is like almost the worst thing you could do. And yeah. I'm not saying that it's like, I'll never drink again. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course I will. Yeah. But not of course, but I will. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand how, how detrimental it is to you. And and for a lot of people, that's a big problem that they need to remove from their life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people use it as an escape, like most things, alcohol, porn, easily accessible drugs and weed now in North America. Um, but yeah. Instead of just getting bored, man, everyone should just get bored for a bit and see what happens. See how like quickly their life changes. It's uh, It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. As we start to wrap up here, if you right now have to start all over, no money, but you know everything you know now, mm-hmm. what would be step one In to term- build back up to where you are right now? Uh, business, business, uh, health, business. business. Yeah. If I knew everything, yeah, you know everything, but like all your money is gone. There's only a caveat there is that I'm I'm like a phenomenal writer now, um, so like. Yeah, assuming I'm not that. Okay, also, like, no, I don't no. have skill sets. You have the skills that you have right now. Okay. I should have framed this question better. Yeah. You have the, all the skills that you have right now. You have no no money or you have like, let's say 5K of like to to, 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 yeah. to deploy and um, no connections. Okay. Um, I'm just thinking what would someone listening be in that right. position, right? They don't have connections in the industry. They don't have tons of income to deploy to, to buy back speed. Like, what would you do? To build up like my business again. Yeah. Um, I would spend the 5K on like some sort of one-on-one mentorship with someone um, to get access to their entire network. Um, that would probably be the best investment that you could do. And then execute on like whatever skills that you have in my case, like the writing ability, start writing VSLs or sales pages or ads for a company to get like a understanding of how that company runs with my work. And so then I can take all of their like systems and then plug it into my own business later on. Um, that was probably one of the best things I did is about a couple of years ago, I plugged into a very big company that was doing like three, $4 million a month. And I was writing all the ads for them, uh, all YouTube ads. And what I saw is like all their systems and how my ad turned into this machine. And so what I've done now is take that exact machine, built it in house um, in Colombia, And now I just still write the ads. My job hasn't changed. I just own everything now. Um, but I would spend as much money as you can on like meeting. It's hard to obviously know the right people because you have no connections. That's the the rub. But you use your best judgment. Um, but you have access to the internet to yeah. sift out who you might want to target trying to, to exactly. meet or trying to network with. Yeah, like who has my dream life? That's what I did like, because I was in this scenario literally 10 years ago um, where I literally had like negative $500 so I put on my credit card to hire John Romanello as like a coach. Literally one hour for 500 bucks, which I did not have. 
And that one hour like changed everything because he kind of broke down the business model in one hour. And that was all that's needed to like get to the next step because I can just go work, work minimum wage, which I did. Um, I was doing like part-time accounting and stuff and landscaping to make another 500 bucks to have the second call. And in that time, execute on what he had said. Um, that's probably the best way to do it. Like speaking with a genius in whatever job or market you want to enter in is a thousand times better than speaking to someone who's like pretty good. It really is. And it's worth the price difference. It really is. Yeah. You will, you will make that money back yeah. easily. And even just, even just clarity of direction. Exactly. And, and again, just to circle this back to, to fitness, some of the most valuable conversations that I've had with clients in the past, like three, four months have, have sometimes been, it almost feels bad to me, but I realize that this is part of my value is like validating the thing that they thought was right yeah. or, or invalidating an idea mm-hmm. that they had. They said, Hey, I heard about this diet. I want to try this. And I'm like, okay, but here are the, the downstream effects of that thing that you're doing. You're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. I didn't yeah. realize that that might've happened or that would happen or that would whatever. And yeah. it saves them like four months of agony of like trying this thing. And then yeah. oh fucking nothing ever works for me. That's, that's what it is. And so when you hire that mentor, it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, do these things, avoid these things. I already made these mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that shit. Cause this is what's going to happen. Like yeah. you can do it and learn a lesson for yourself. If yeah. you want, I'm telling you what's going to happen yeah. or just go this way. And then there's, you'll find some new mistakes and you'll find, you'll have your own hiccups and your own whatever. But you know, this is more likely to work out. Sometimes you just don't have to make mistakes. It's really that simple. Just pay someone um, to not, you know, to avoid those mistakes and point out where the traps are on the road and you get to the next section faster in the next section. Um, that is like, that's probably my secret is like, who can I pay that can jump me to the next level and avoid all the pitfalls um, before I'm, you know, 30 or 30 next year. So getting old. Yeah, <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. What's coming up next year for Pup Labs for Hawkeye's um, New Therapy? What can we expect? Yeah, Pup Labs uh, really expanding fast now. Um, we got like seven or eight different products now. Uh, big influence on TikTok and Instagram. I think that brand's going to kick ass in 2024. It's been two years. Um, we lost about 200 grand in the first two years, um, which has been rough. But I think it's like primed just to explode. The past quarter has been phenomenal. Hawkeye's Therapy is probably going to be its like first real launch. You know, we've started to swell a couple sweaters here and there. Um, we got a ton of new designs, but that brand is going to be a very slow build. I haven't decided exactly how I'm going to do it yet. And I have some ideas, um, which we'll talk about next year and we'll see how they execute. Um, but it's a very slow, more of a hobby brand. Um, then I've got like a couple of other investments. I've got the sex chocolate brand, which has been like a lot of fun. A nano supplement brand. What is that? You said that to me once and I kind of like brushed it off and almost yeah. forgot about I it because we were talking about other bars. stuff. But yeah. what, what is that? Um, so it's chocolate with like aphrodisiac ingredients in it. Um, that's literally all it is. Okay. Yeah. It's awesome. It It's, it's a fun, it's delicious. Um, it increases blood flow and increases like connection and a little bit of energy. Yeah. It's a good okay, time. I, I have a question about this then. Yeah, yeah. And forgive me for pushing back on it. No, let's do it. If I'm going to have a, if I'm going to, eat a chocolate yeah. with the intention of then wanting to have sex after this chocolate sure. with, you know, whoever you're, you know, yeah. whoever you're going to have sex with. Uh, I hope <laughs> for people listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're already thinking that, yeah. Why don't you just have sex? Like you're already thinking like, Oh, we should do this. So let's eat this chocolate and then do it. Like if you're already thinking about wanting to yeah. be intimate, just do it. I mean, like the whole thing is like, it's just a bit more fun. It spices things up. You know, it's like the first like seven months of relationship are all like exciting. We get like one or two years and it can get a little bit, you know, you get into a routine and stuff. All this does is like add a little flavor and it's like, you know, like let's just split some sex chocolate and see what happens, you know? And a lot of it for sure is going to be placebo because you had sex chocolate. Now you want to have sex. But like, again, who fucking cares? Yeah. (laughs) Like fair, fair enough. Most people just like break up because they don't have enough sex in their relationship. Like literally this is going to help you. And for all the single people, I mean, like I've had some wild stories with it and like, it's definitely one of like the most fun first date things that can go on. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. I'll send you some bars. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Never <laughs> ceases to amaze me. What is, <laughs> what is out there? And, um, Hey, Man. if you thought people were in an economic crisis, yeah. these things exist and, and they're uh, buying them and people and people will buy them. Like, yep. To each their own, man. Hey, to man. each to each their it's own. A, it's what's, what happens when I get bored. I just get real creative, and yeah, it's good it, chocolate. It, it, yeah, it's a it's a it's a money making thing. So yeah. I mean, th- there's a market for that. Personally, yeah. I would have never thought about that. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Because that's how that's that question that I asked you is how my brain works. If that mm-hmm. idea came into my head, I'd be like, yeah. well, but if I'm already going to do it, then like, why would I need this to do it? And mm-hmm. whatever. And that's me also just being like the way that I think about spending money is like, well, why do I need this if I'm already doing it? Yeah. But so anyways, but I mean, that's a, that's a real thing. So, yeah. Hey, it's a good, it's all a good power time. to you, man. We'll hand him out at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe not, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, Anything else you want to say before we uh, cut mean, it off here? I think just we'll do another one in a year and it'll be, we'll see where the world's at, but um, it'll be interesting 2024 for sure. I think. Um, I think so. Yeah. For anyone who thinks this is the year, this is your fucking year. This I believe in year. you. Yes. All right, buddy. Um, where can people get in contact and all that stuff? Um, where do you want to send people to? Yeah. I've pretty go- much ghosted myself at this point from being accessed, but um, yeah, I mean, for you guys, your listeners, what are the social handles for the, for the brands? Yeah. So pup labs is at pup labs co or pup labs.com. Um, the sex chocolate is comma euphorics.com. Um, hawkeyesotherapy.com obviously. And, uh, yeah, if you want to get in contact with me, just hit up Daniel and we'll figure it out. Beautiful. I'll, I'll, I'll be the filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the- <laughs> awesome. Uh, appreciate you, man. Thank yep. you very much for, yeah. for doing this. I'm happy that we were able to do this in the few days that we're actually in the same yeah, city dude. for. Um, Thanks for having me. And I love your sweater, by the way. So, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Got it from a good guy. Yeah. Um, appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you very much for, for being here. Thank you very much to Betstamp and to Zach for helping us out today. Um, that's that. Cool. Have a good uh, beginning to the year. This episode will be out right at the beginning of the year. Love you all. Go outside. Be a good person. See you next time.